Hi guys and welcome to the first ever edition of We Do Not Need Roads. My name is Chris and right beside me, but across the other side of the country, is my mate Brian. How you doing, Brian? Hey Chris, I'm all good, mate. All good. Good, good. So guys, we have four topics today. Brian, we are going to go straight into topic one today, which is gaming. Now, this is very, very prestigious. Not only are we on our first ever episode, we actually have our first ever in-house guest as well. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the one and the only Peter Phoenix Tech. Clearly I'm not on cam because I'm too ugly and I'll break it. (laughs) We have our first guest and one of the good things about actually having a guest here is like me and Brian, we're very similar in age. We're very similar in our ideals of things. Wouldn't you agree, Brian? Yeah, we have similar interests, similar gaming history, similar entertainment history, favourite programme, show like that. So it's good to have a uh, slightly younger and different approach on the topics that we're going to be talking about today. So thank you very much for joining us, Pete. I'm not that much younger. Well, but thank you. <laughs> you, are, you are, I, I, I am definitely more baby-faced, that's for damn well, sure. Well, I, I, I don't know, with, with this stubble oh, you've yeah. got going. Yeah, with this stubble. You need, you need to have a shave. But, you know, my mate Brian's not really one to talk there. <laughs> Brian is a beard, it is fully grown. I've had it now since the start of lockdown. It's not going anywhere. It's this that needs sorting. Yeah. I should have got keeps. Should have got some keeps. Yeah, yeah. Right. So our first topic is gaming, and I want to start off with some great news that Brian has told me um, yesterday, actually, and that's about the Nintendo Switch and their um, plans to bring the Sega Mega Drive and N64 games to the Switch. Yeah, they're bringing, they're bringing over, much like the SNES and NES um, collections they've got on there, I think it's going to cost a little bit more. It's going to be an extra on top of your, your yearly subscription. So a bunch of N64 games and, surprisingly, Mega Drive games. And the fact that they're re-releasing the controllers as well means we're going to have an official Mega Drive controller made by Nintendo. And if you'd have told 10-year-old, 10-year-old me that... Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. They'll probably um, change the pricing of the uh, annual subscription because that's how they do the um, current Nintendo retro games, isn't it? Like, So it's part of the online um, service. So I reckon they'll probably just bump it up a little bit just because it's, it's not terribly expensive as it is um, for an annual... Fat, well, I think what it is, like third, 25 quid for a yeah. family thing, which um. is like... If, 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 I'm remem- if I remember correctly. See, that was that was one of the reasons I wanted to switch, was Caden yeah. to play with, um, to play Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, all that stuff, the, the Pokemon games that were on there. And I was just like, I just want to play some Nintendo games that are they- on a bad emulator. Yeah. Yeah, they say they've changed that. So Chris has just pulled up the um, pricing. For, but it used to be only up to five um members so they've they've changed that family pricing as it is but it's yeah. for, for for a single person it's 18 quid a year yeah for all of those retro games as it is so i reckon they might probably put it up to maybe 20 quid and then they'll include those games as part and parcel of the online um subscription that you have 
maybe we'll see Poss- see what possibly. news comes out on that one yeah like we, we all we can do is sit here and wait really for nintendo to go this is actually what's going to happen um but you know e- even the family membership at 3150 isn't actually well that considering bad. it's up to eight people yeah like you can have so eight, eight what's accounts that divided by eight and it's like four quid each yeah it's it's nothing really when you think about it well ultimate games pass is 11 pound a month and that's so, per person as well and that's yeah so for this this is just i think i was hoping one day they'd release the n64 classic but yeah i don't think it'd be cost effective for nintendo to put out a, a micro console that needs four controller ports and then all the roms on top yeah on the game so this this is the next best thing. I wasn't a big N sixty four gamer. I never owned that console. Never played much of it other than Mario Kart. I think. Uh, I, so I, I never owned an N sixty four, but one of the people I lived with brought an N sixty four years and years ago, and um, I think I Mario Kart sixty four, Goldeneye. I think that's the, they're the only games I ever really played on 64. Pokemon Arena. Oh yes, is that the one where you, you could drive around and take photos? Uh, that's Pokemon Snap. Yeah, that's Pokemon, Pokemon Snap. Snap. Now I played that one. I actually like that one. I thought that one was quite good. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It wasn't really. I, I was much more into the battling with the Pokemon Arena stuff. But yeah, I think everyone wanted a Pokemon game. What you got on the Game Boy? On the N sixty four, on the GameCube as well, and he never did it. No. And then we, on the same on the Wii and the Wii U, and now it's on the Switch, obviously, because that's their handheld home console. But the, the Pokemon um, Arena Stadium ones were brilliant. If you had a Game Boy with your Pokemon, because you could pop it, connect it up, couldn't you? Yes. Yeah, I think there was a way of doing that. Um, but yeah, it's, it just seems like Nintendo just. Well, so online service isn't brilliant in terms of like multiplayer, you know, making it hard to, to just chat to people. At least they're pumping out the games. I just hope that they don't take forever to release more games for it. It's yeah. like we're going we're gonna to announce eight games to start with, and then you'll get another eight games over the next two years. Yeah. But let's see some announcements of when games are coming, how regular are these games going to be coming. And um, I've noticed there's there's going to be some of the rare games on there, um, like Banjo Kazooie and stuff like that, yeah. made by Rare, who are owned by Microsoft now. See, and, and again, that's another thing I've, I've noticed more and more. Microsoft seem to be going. We've got X Xbox Games Pass and Ultimate Games Pass, which you can use on your Xbox. You can use on your PC. You can now use on practically any device that connects to the internet. Whether it's a $50 tablet or a, an iPad Mac, your iPad Pro Max, um, we need to actually start collaborating with other people. We need to bridge the gaps between us and other people now. If we own the rights to some game, and Nintendo or Sony or whoever wants to start using it, let's start bridging that gap. Because I've noticed that there's there's been games in the last year that 
Microsoft own the rights to, but they're they're still handing over the, not handing over the rights. That's the wrong words, but they're giving permission for Microsoft and other people to release that gap. Not Microsoft, uh, Sony to release their games on their on their platform. Now I know it's a common thing, but Microsoft have have always been. Hmm, this is a Microsoft, this is an Xbox exclusive, we are not sharing it. And then all of a sudden I'm getting games, I'm hearing about games that are, or were, Xbox exclusives now being, being able to play on the on the PlayStation and, you know, and the Switch and whatnot. Going, going the opposite way around, though, I was quite surprised that the, um, the show, the PlayStation baseball game, was a day one release on Games Pass. Yeah. And it was really weird booting up the Xbox, downloading that. I mean, I'm not a big sports games fan, but I thought, you know, I'm going to try this. It looks good. Mm. And boot up the Xbox, download it, log in, and it comes up Sony Entertainment. I was just like, <laughs> what? I think that was one of the first things that Sony sort of actually caved in to yeah. actually letting go, because Sony obviously have been massive sort of no, we're not sharing, we're not doing any sort of like cross-platform, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Whereas Microsoft and um, um, Nintendo and all, all the other places, yeah. um, so Steam, um, Epic, they, they all want to do that cross-platform play. Yeah. And obviously just being able to do that, it, it, they've just made it so much easier. Um, and now Sony are actually sort of getting on board with it a bit more. Um, it doesn't really it, it's sort of broken that whole age old debacle of which console are you on yeah. <laughs> because well, think, you, it, cause it doesn't matter anymore no I think games like Rocket League Fortnite the ones that everyone's playing that they want to play with the friend like especially like Caden's age 10 11 they're playing Rocket League they're playing Fortnite and they want to play with the friends it makes sense for the companies to be like we're well, going to play nice we're gonna we're gonna let crossplay happen because they're in, they're the ones making the money off it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because all because all it matters is then is like sort of like the microtransactions for them afterwards because because exactly. that's what because that's what will really bring in their money um, because like uh, well we we, we won't won't, t- won't talk about um, EA and their microtransactions oh. <laughs> but obviously um, that the whole microtransaction thing obviously that is a, it, it is a big sore subject for for parents mm. because obviously it's one of those things that uh, initially people didn't weren't on a hot on and it was like parents were being given what 200 300 quid credit card bills because they didn't realize their kids were doing this all yeah. like in in game purchasing because they thought oh they've got the game that's all they've got that doesn't matter there's nothing else and then all of a sudden there's this like 300 pound credit card bill i i, I can actually not to talk from personal experience but a friend of mine had literally had the exact same thing they let their uh, kid on I think it, was, it wasn't an iPad but it was some form of tablet device Microsoft Surface or whatever it was and um, didn't think of anything of it. His, his, his son was like oh dad 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 I've just got this this is like oh yeah yeah okay fine cool go play go play and it came to like the next month and he got his credit card bill and his credit card was maxed out and he was like what <laughs> like how did this happen? He, he, he said to me, he's like, it's not even like it's a small 
you know amount on the credit card it's if i was to say it's almost platinum yeah like it and he's like um what and yeah it turned out his son was microtransaction and it was it was one of those free games where you like you know like you get an advert every five levels or whatever and it says like uh get more levels or get more gold if you press this button he's just been pressing it like five quid at a time five quid at a time five quid at a time it, important safety tip two-tier authorization precisely precisely or parental think, controls yeah parental <laughs> controls i think as a parent if, you, if you're not monitoring what your kids are playing and i don't mean you sat over the shoulder looking at them the whole time but if you're not just monitoring the gaming habits and you have everything set up so you can control it then that's part of being a parent in the 21st century when it comes to letting you get it's not like when we were kids and it's like we go blockbuster we rent a game we come home we play the game the worst that can happen is we damage the game or we are like taking it back yeah and we get we get charges these days if you leave your bank details logged into anything and you know i've had it i've had it with with my lad buying robux Luckily, only four pounds worth. My phone dinged at like half seven in the morning. Bank transaction. I was like, "Hey, up, hey, up, what's this?" Yeah, like two tier authorization. Oh, oh. So yeah, two tier thing. things that I love about now the um whole the whole parental controls that Microsoft have put in. Yeah, um, with the, uh, on on their PC stuff, where you, you as long as you know how to set it up, um, you, you can sort of restrict on any sort of transaction. Um, they have to ask permission. Same with the um, Google Family Link for the yeah. tablets and stuff like that. Just it just gives you that added bonus. I'm not sure what the Apple version of it is because I don't use Apple products. Yeah, but... so like all three of us are actually in quite different ecosystems when it comes to technology so you two are very similar because you both got xboxes me and brian one broke one broke okay 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 (laughs) we won't go into that sore subject i'm sorry pete i'm sorry don't upset him chris come on Um, we're all three of us have switches obviously all three of us have pcs you know so we, we we all have that in common but pete is very much android and microsoft Tap, you know, technology, portable technology wise. You know, Brian, I know you're very much Android um, with tablets and phones and things like that. I know you've got a lot more experience in Android than I could ever wish to accomplish. Um, and obviously, here, you know, we, we are all very Apple. We, we, we are in the Apple, Apple ecosystem without a shadow of a doubt. Um, you're yeah, stuck in that. You're never getting out. They've got their grips in you, and, and that and that's the thing. I don't want to get out of it. Yeah, I that's, actually, that's exactly. That's the, you, you just have your you have your preferences. You yeah. have what you like and what you know. Well, we we were literally having this conversation um, at work a couple of weeks ago with a couple of other people, and me and one of the young ladies at work. We're both where our families are all in for the Apple ecosystem, and. Me and Tanya have tried it before. We went from Apple devices and we went to the HTC One and hated the whole 24 months later. Literally hated every single thing about it. It was slow, it was unresponsive, videos weren't 
playing properly. And for me, and for Tanya especially, at that point we were like, we're going back to Apple. There, there is no if, buts, or maybes about it. See, that could have just been a bad, a bad Android phone. I've never used a H. Yeah. I'm on a Samsung at the minute. And it's okay for certain things. And it's, it does what I need it to do. Caden's got yeah. his tablet, Android, and that. But, and he, he got his first mobile phone and all the parental stuff set up on that. And that's yeah. good enough for him. He's a bit disappointed it won't run Pokemon Go, but it's a £30 smartphone, so it's not going to do everything. But it's a good starter phone. Get, learn the responsibility of it. Yeah. And like you say, once, you, once you're in an ecosystem, once you, you've got everything set up the way you want, you get a new device, you can literally press a couple of buttons, Everything transfers over. Yeah. And it's done. Precisely. But, <coughs> yeah, what, what I was trying to get to was Apple have a really, really good, um, you know, two-factor authentication system with, the, with their devices. So not only do you need to have, depending on your device, your thumbprint or your face, um, if you don't know it, you then have to put in your PIN, which, oh, to be fair, all of our kids know, apart from on my phone and Tanya's phone, the, the iPads, the kids know the, the PIN password. But then you have to put your password, at your actual Apple ID password in. So there's three layers that the kids would have to crack before they could get into being able to buy something. Whereas if I want to buy something on my phone, it'll, it'll recognize my face and then it'll just go straight through because it's recognized my face. Um, personally, big Apple fan. I know Brian, like I said, you, you're happy with what you got. Pete is happy with what he's got. So happy days. Right, gentlemen, should we move on to topic two? Ah, TV shows. TV shows of the past. TV shows of the past. Now. Oh, I've got a good one to start off with. Go on. It incorporates a few shows. Right. If you remember, BBC Two, six o'clock, before they got The Simpsons. Right. It's Fresh Prince. Yep. Followed by Star Trek. Yep. And then later on in the evening, only on a Thursday or a Friday, Red Dwarf. Oh, yes. Now, I, I, wanted, I wanted to talk about Red Dwarf, because uh, that's one of my favourite shows. It's still carrying on now yeah. not as good quality obviously um but we can come we can come back to that um what about you guys well so, so the the preset on the run sheet we've got for this is is 60s 70s 80s and 90s now i know for a fact none of us were born in the 60s or 70s heck no <laughs> but i have a real um affiliation and a real love for older TV shows. Um, like, I think it's like because of the way my parents sort of brought me up in, like, this was a really good show 20 years ago. Um, yeah. And like, whenever it was rerun on telly, they were always like, oh yeah, uh, you've got to watch this, you got to watch this. See, so, that's how I got into Star Trek. My mum yeah. used to say, watch this, watch this, watch this. And it was, I think it was on like Sky One on, on a Saturday or something just after Smackdown or something. Yeah. Or, or Superstars or whatever it was back then. And I watched a couple of episodes and couldn't get into it. 
No. And then there was the triple the triple episode, and that was it. Then I, I was kind of hooked. Um, but I was always confused because I'd see videos in the shop to Star Trek: The Next Generation, and I wasn't I hadn't watched any of that yet. So I was like, what, 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 what? <laughs> No, my parents were the exact same. Yeah. Exact same. It was like an old Western show my mum used to like and, and stuff like that. But it was always her saying, you should watch this because yeah. this is good. Yeah, so, uh, like, for me, things like uh, The Million Dollar Man. I absolutely love that TV show. Like, it was, for me, that was prime time viewing. At, like, seven, eight years old, I was like, they did what with a man? He had an accent and they rebuilt him? What? Never watched it. And, and, and the thing is, like, <laughs> there, there, there'll be TV shows that I really hate or I really enjoyed that I know for a fact neither of you two would have watched in any way, shape or form. Or you might have watched them, but, you know, there's the cult classic TV shows from the 60s, 70s and 80s, for me, was the best... Obviously, not graphically wise, but storytelling wise, was the 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 best I had ever seen. Twilight Zone is a good one. The original Twilight, Twilight Zone. The original black and white Twilight Zone, amazing. Um, another another one that didn't have a high budget, um, other than the odd special effects shot, was Quantum Leap. Yeah, that was you know it was very rare they had a big spectacular episode. It was a, it was the story. Well, and I the remember watching some of that. <laughs> the, the thing, the thing I'm going to show my ignorance here. <laughs> the, thing, the thing is with Quantum Leap is they actually, I remember reading somewhere about it, is they actually blew three quarters of the budget for the whole season on the first episode because it was all in the future. Yeah, most of it was, was in the future. I mean, most of it, the blue screen does not hold up. No. You, when Al's walking through stuff and that, it's obvious it's a TV budget. Yeah. But it's, it's about the story. And if you can look past the, the budgets on a lot of old shows, you, you, the story, the characters, everything comes through. Uh, Doctor Who, another one. Um, look past the bad special effects, the fact that they walk, in, they knock into a wall and the whole thing nearly falls down on top of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, or things in the background. You know, when you were recording a lot of old TV shows, any flame, any, any candles or fires look well off because the cameras were picking it up a certain way or it's been broadcast yeah. a certain way. Yeah. But again, it's, it's like if you can look past the bad, you know, the special effects at the time. Because let's face it, some TV shows from 10 years ago, the special effects don't hold up. You look at Smallville and stuff like that and you're like, oh, God. They just you show, just show on, on how things have moved on, like, like with regards to like PCs and just visual effects in that regard because like back then it was, it was a lot more... Um, compute that was needed but just wasn't available and so therefore they just were limited on on what compute power they had yeah definitely you can get via you know video effects programs now to use on your on your home pc and knock up something better than they could 10 years ago easily you you see youtubers doing it doing 3d animation and all kinds of stuff and it it, it, it's better than what, what they had but Again, like it says, that's just technology moving forward, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. So the shows that I remember as a kid, like proper, 
shows was Night Rider. Oh, yeah. Classic. Proper Night Rider. Yeah. And the A-Team. Oh, the A-Team. He shot so many people and there was never any blood. Yeah, exactly. But then then going to, like, proper kids stuff, kids, kids stuff, the original Thunderbirds and original Stingray. Yeah, see, you cannot go wrong. I've caught Finley now watching... Thunderbirds, Stingray, Captain Scarlet. Um, oh, what was the other one he was watching? He, he was watching a trailer for... Oh, Round the Twist. Who remembers Round the Twist? I do. I remember the theme song and yeah. just like every episode is like some random adventure that the kids or the parents would get themselves into and none of it would make any sense. Precisely. What? The theme song was kicking. Yeah, oh God. Yeah, like <laughs> you, you, you could not walk around my school when I when when I was at school without someone humming the theme tune to Round the Twist because it would get stuck in everyone's head proper yeah. earworm yeah <laughs> so on to category number three which we have designated as movies but we are going to do uh, upcoming movies and TV shows I always think about starting um the biggest movies at the minute seem to be the Marvel ones. That you know, of course, yeah. each one comes out and it's just like boom, boom, boom. I still haven't seen Shang Chi yet. It's good. Not right. But we got we got Venom. Let there be carnage coming out. Yeah. I think that's out tomorrow, October first. Yeah. September thirtieth when we're recording this. Uh, obviously, we got the Spider Man movie coming out, and there's yeah. so many rumors circulating about that. So many. The, the, I was just going to say the thing with the Spider-Man movie is I think uh, you've got to give props to Tom Holland you know he has absolutely kept the lid on it this time you know he's not let anything really slip you know with the Avengers movie does make a change yeah I was going to say with like the uh, Civil War and with other Spider-Man movies and the Avengers movies that he, were, he was in he let little things slip now he, he he has seemed to have got everything sort of locked down. He's not as bad as Mark Ruffalo, though. The whole he live streamed the opening fifteen minutes of Thor Ragnarok from his phone in the yeah, cinema. Did, did you hear what? Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Kevin Feige said to him afterwards. What? So he came the next day. Kevin picks up his phone, rings Mark. Mark sees it and he's like, oh, I'm going to get the biggest bollocking, that's it, I'm fired, they're going to get someone else to play Hulk, I'm fucked. Hi, Kevin. And Kevin's like, that was fucking genius! You you got me more publicity from live streaming the first 15 minutes. It was in his pocket, no one could see anything, they could only hear it, and all they could hear was freaking laughter. You got me more publicity from that 15 minutes of live streaming than I could have paid for. <laughs> so yeah, like uh, Mark Ruffalo absolutely did him a solid with with uh, Thor Ragnarok. Lots of upcoming movies uh, that have come out this year or are planning to come out have obviously been a lot of it's been delayed. Um, you know, I was Doctor very. Is that life? That's the one that that uh, I was like, okay, I can understand why they want to wait for a cinema release for something that big. Yeah. But as a, as a Ghostbusters fan, it's like, okay, we've waited since, like, 89. Yeah. Since Ghostbusters 2. Don't count the, 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 the remake, the reboot, whatever that was in 2016. Although it's a good movie. 
It's not a good Ghostbusters movie. No, it's a good movie, and I it was to comedic. Really. I, I to this day stand by the theory that it's in a parallel universe. Oh yeah, it's yeah. It, 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 it's it, not in the Ghostbusters universe in any way, shape, or form. It can't be because three of the Ghostbusters made cameos in that movie as completely different people. Yeah, it was it was enjoyable for what it was, but it wasn't a Ghostbusters movie. So for them to put Ghostbusters Afterlife back a year means they can probably do last minute editing, tighten it up, get the special effects looking absolutely. I mean, in the tr- the first trailer, the special effects look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and for. I can't see the special effects changing for things like the proton packs and stuff because it looked great in, in the original. The same effect will look great now. Yeah, I'm I'm just hoping that it does lead to a new generation of fans discovering these these films. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, like you cannot for for me for you, Brian. I should imagine for you, Pete, as well. You know, watching the first and the second Ghostbusters movie when they originally came out. I was the, the first one I was like okay this is pretty cool like there's people running around New York City shooting ghosts like this yep. is pre- this is a pretty good film I like this but for me the pinnacle was number 2 it oh. num, num, number 2 don't get me wrong number 1 amazing film you know it led the franchise if we didn't have the first film we wouldn't have had the, the, the cartoon series, you wouldn't have had all, all of the Hasbro toys that came out and everything else that came with it. But for me, storyline-wise, the second movie was better. See, I have, a, I have a problem with that. I have a difference of opinion on that. Because Ghostbusters 2 suffers from what, what most 80s, early 90s film sequels suffered from, which is at the start of the, move, of the sequel... We've got to put everything back to how it was at the beginning of the first one. So in Ghostbusters 2, you have Peter and Dana are no longer together. The Ghostbusters aren't in business anymore. And it's all about getting back to what we knew at the end of the first film. Um, I think Back to the Future 2 avoids that yeah. a little bit. But there's a lot of films where... Look who's talking. Um, and look who's talking too. They, they split up the, the, the John Travolta and Kirstie Alley characters in the second one. To get them doing that love hate thing that yeah, all rom-coms yeah. do and stuff, and a, a Ghostbusters two, it, it pretty much is beat for beat the same as the first. With I, I don't think the jokes hit as good in the second one. I love the dancing toaster, absolutely yeah. love the toaster. <laughs> I just think the second one was trying to be too much like the cartoon without saying we're going to be like the cartoon. You know, yeah. the, the Ghostbusters don't smoke, they don't swear. Um, and it was a missed opportunity, I felt. But it is still a good film. It's like I say. I just think it, it suffered from that it, that eighties, nineties thing of let's let's just reset everything so we can tell the same story again in a different way. Okay, yeah, I, I'll give you that argument. I'll, I'll give you that they did have they they basically had to reboot the the first movie to a degree to make the second one. But I personally think um, Vigo, better bad guy. Oh, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, a woman, regardless of who she was meant to be portraying, a woman standing on a pillar in a onesie scared the crap out of me as a kid. As a kid 
But now as an adult, I'm just like, you're just a, a messed up Russian woman. Go, Goza was, was nothing. The, no. the dogs, the terror dogs were more intimidating than Goza. The marshmallow man was more intimidating than Goza. Yeah. Um, but Vigo was, was a definitely better villain with clearer motivations. Yeah. Um, and the, 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 the Janos, the, the Dana's boss. Yeah, yeah. When he turns into the creepy nanny to come steal the kid. Yeah. That's creepy as, you know, creepy as fuck, that yeah. bit. When, yeah. When you're like, well, I think I would have been about eight, nine when I first yeah, seen I, that. Yeah, I think, I, think I, I think I was nine when I first saw it. Eight or nine. Um, actually, it was one of, one of the it was one of the movies my dad took me to go and see at the cinema on where where I grew up, um, and that 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 scene did mess me up. I, honest to God, that scene messed me up for a good couple of months. Like, I I wouldn't sleep with my window open. Um, <laughs> like, if, if we had a tree out the front of our garden, if it bashed against the window, that was it. I was out of bed and I was downstairs. There is something outside my bedroom window. What is going on? Blah blah blah. But I, I don't know. Me personally, I just find Ghostbusters two more more enjoyable. I find Back to the Future three more enjoyable than the second one. There, that that's where you. That's where I agree with you there. Yeah, Back to the Future one, almost a perfect film. I, I was going to say Back to the Future one, nigh on perfect. Yeah, two. So we ruined it with two. Yeah, well, I think the mistake they, they admit the mistake they made. Was there was never going to be a sequel. The, the flying car was meant to be a joke. But then when they started work on the sequel, it's like, what do we do with the girlfriend? What, you know, everyone wants to see Doc and Marty. You don't want to see Doc, Marty and Jennifer. No. Um, and it was overcomplicated. It, you know, I'm still trying to explain it to my mum now, 30 years later. <laughs> and Free's just this, just this it's, it's a Western. Yeah. With sci-fi elements. You know, it's got little little cameos from famous Western actors. It's 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 got all of the tropes of the Western, and it, it just it's it's really fun. It's an adventure film. It's a fun film. Doc gets a love story. Yeah, Doc gets the love story, and, and my favorite scene in that is where Doc's explaining to him about the, the tombstone, and Marty goes, "Great Scott." And Doc replies with, I know this is heavy. And that was just like, hysterics. Yeah. Hysterics. And Infinity War and Endgame, I wanted to, to, to take Cade in the cinema to see them. Yeah. And couldn't afford couldn't afford it at the time Infinity War came out. Yeah. But we went to the Endgame at the cinema. And I'm very, very glad that we did. Because yeah. that was an experience. And I look for these films that are going to be movie experiences the matrix is going to be one of them yeah uh, spider-man's going to be one of them even the the next um animated spider-man because that enter the spider-verse was fantastic yeah yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. um but yeah into spider-verse 2 I've, I've actually got google up for films for 2022 just like it and it, it, it's almost like it's go we're, we're reliving the late 90s early 2000s because we've got batman the new batman that's coming out and to be fair I'm actually pretty psyched for it. I, I from from what I understand as well, this one's actually meant to be a lot darker yeah. than any of the other new remakes. So well, even even the Christian Bale, yeah, apparently, which was quite dark as well. I mean, it's meant to be darker than that. Yeah, from what I've heard, this, these new, this new one puts Christian Bale's look like he's wearing a fucking white bat suit. It's it's so like 
The Riddler's meant to be like a serial killer type. Yeah. Character. Um, it, it looks good. It looks it looks grounded like the Christian Bale ones were. Yeah. Yes. But like, like take that darker edge to it because it's his like it's his second year of being Batman. Start of his second year of being Batman, so he's not well known, which can which is always good. And there's that air of mystery around Batman when the criminals don't know who he is. When the criminals are scared because that's what Batman why he dresses up like the Bat, isn't it? To scare yeah. them. So the next ones that I'm looking forward to, to be fair, is um, probably the Eternals. Yeah, I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking forward to that, but only because I want to. Um, from, from the trailers, obviously they've been around for like seven thousand years. Yeah, and I want to know what they were doing. <laughs> so, from what I, I, Brian, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for Eternals yet. So I, don't I hear them mention, they mention the Avengers, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Talk so, about them. So basically in the trailer they say, um, someone says, I'm like, where have you been? Like, why did you not help with Thanos? Why did you not help with this, 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 this and this? And they basically go, we were told not to. And yeah. The, the only thing they're allowed to interfere with is anything that deals with... The Deviants. The Deviants. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that trailer, yeah. Yeah. So for me, that like I'm like I'm literally get like open to Brian, Pete, and Pete can confirm. I'm actually getting goosebumps, goosebumps yeah. just talking about it. But it's, it just opens up a whole new like new can of worms. Like I'm just watching the what if stuff. Yeah, with oh, uh, with my son, so and um, it just opens up a whole massive can of worms on mm-hmm. alternate realities and the whole. But I think they've done it very cleverly with the whole sort of going into the multiverse with the whole uh, Mars Morales from the Spider-Man into the yeah. Spider-Verse, bringing that into it first so that they could sort of incorporate the Sony side of things. Yeah. Then with the whole um, multiversal bit with Loki, yeah. that, that and, and, and then the way that they've just sort of then moving on to the multiverse of madness for for Doctor Strange and, and, and well, we, coming we, up, we've, we've and got No Way Home. With yeah, I was gonna say, we've got No Way Home first, which I, th- I think is going to be the catalyst movie for, for the multiverse. I don't think it was the ori- I don't think it was the original point. I personally feel, and I may completely regret this at a later date. I feel that when Wanda became Scarlet Witch, that was the original catalyst for the multiverse. I'm I'm not sure, and and from from what I actually understand, I believe the multiverse of madness um, was meant to come out before No Way Home. Yeah. Originally. Yeah. So, but also if you um, if you've watched Wonder Vision, mm-hmm. um, obviously if if you look at what they've done there, with with that linking in, I, I I sort of would happen to agree with the whole sort of Wonder being the whole. The Scarlet Witch the, the, catalyst of the, yeah, the, 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 the multiverse nexus point stuff and the, of yeah. the multiverse. Because if you look, we we got Wonder Vision first, and at the end of Loki, yeah, with um, Kang, yeah, saying there's multiple of me. By the way, spoiler alerts if you haven't oh, yeah, watched. The, this. Yeah. <laughs> oh come on! If 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 you are watching this in October. 2021, and you have not seen WandaVision or Loki. Shame on you. To be fair, I haven't finished watching WandaVision. I'm in the process of finishing it right now. WandaVision was just, I think, the perfect way to kickstart the the Disney Plus Mm -hmm. TV. 
I, I only just, in TV but, shows, it's a movie split into like six to ten parts, isn't it, depending on the show? Yeah, I mean, with, with, unfortunately for me, the first couple of episodes uh, like just didn't grab me, so therefore I was just like, nah, it's not for me. So, But then I was just like, okay, well, there's bits here that I need to watch because it's linked in, and so I've like just gone back to watch WandaVision. See, that, that's where me and Brian, I know where, this is where me and Brian differ. Because the first two episodes were in black and white, we, me and Brian watched the first two episodes and went, it's in black and white, so what? No, <laughs> it wasn't the fact that it was in black and white. It was more the fact that it was in the 50s style. I, again, that doesn't um, bother me. I grew up on. with my parents pretty much force-feeding me Bewitched and freaking all those other oh. 50s and 60s American TV shows. Oh, no, I, I, I did as well, but it, it was one of those things where... It it just felt like it didn't feel right. It just yeah. didn't. It, yeah. it was just like for for that type of show and for those characters, it just didn't grab me because it just although those sorts of shows were funny and hilarious and whatever, those characters in that sort of setting just didn't, didn't sit right. just, just didn't sit right with me. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a case of because it's come after the films and and obviously what happened to Vision at the end of Infinity War and stuff. You want to get cut to the chase don't you you want to see what the story is not like the build-up the build-up's important but it's like you just want to get to that point of i want to see what these characters are doing now and obviously with wonder doing the sitcom stuff i think it, i think it, which episode you're up to pete uh seven. Seven. seven so it's just i think it's seven she's um so, they, so, like, Maria Rambo's um, just come out and worked out that they could send in a drone that's from that era. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, it's, I I've just watched that episode. It's, it's episode four, I think it is, where it shows you Monica coming back from the snap. Yes. And it explains everything a bit more. That's where Adol Caden got really invested in it. Because he's like, oh, now it's... Now it's I think it was good to start off with. I think uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier was fantastic. Yeah. Um, no. Carrying on that story and setting up for Cap 4. Yeah, again, uh, personally, it was it was good, don't get me wrong. But again, it, I just think it was a list that there was no sort of... Unlike a lot of the other Marvel content that we've watched with, with with that it was too it was very serious it was too serious in my liking it's it sort of mm-hmm. dc sort of level serious um whereas like one division and um loki um what's the other one uh what if yeah and what if they they've got more comedic um marvel traditional style yeah uh, and they got more comedic elements to them. I'd say Loki's the one that is most MCU. Yes. Yeah. The tone of the MCU is Loki. It's just like every time Loki falls and hits the deck, he gets up the same way as he did in um, Infinity Four Ragnarok. Oh, after the yeah, yeah. 30 minutes. He does that head tilt, flicks the hair back. Um, it opens up the doorway. And when you've got Sony making their own stuff, that's LinkedIn because they've got that, that vampire movie, Mo- Morbius, Morbius. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got yeah. Morbius coming out next year. Which has Vulture in it. Yes. So is that MCU? Is it not? Because in the background of one of their trailers, it has Spider-Man saying, you know, murderer. 
but it's the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. I believe it is still MCU um, from the whole phase listing. Morbius was listed on that. Yeah, um, as as MCU uh, as, as an MCU thing. I cannot. As soon as I saw the first Sonic movie and how well they had done it after they had changed the design of Sonic. I think that was a publicity stunt. Really? I do. I, I have no idea. All I know is I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. I am a massive Sonic fan. One of the first real console games I ever played properly, apart from Alex the Kid in Miracle World, was Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, on a console. Not PC because I'd played a lot of PC games up prior to that, but pr- first proper console game I played was Alex Kidd in Miracle World and then Sonic the Hedgehog, because they were the two games that I had. Brian, your thoughts on the first and the upcoming Sonic movies? I, I agree with Pete in some respects, that I think that when they released the first trailer, I think they, they wanted to delay the movie, but they couldn't think of a reason to delay the movie. Because, you know, you've got investors, you've got people putting money in, you've got advertisers, merchandise, deals all going ahead. So they release it with this god-awful nightmare fuel Sonic the Hedgehog. And everyone's like, oh, get on Twitter, get on Facebook, get on everything. We've got to change this, change it, change it. And they're like, oh, thank Christ, we can change it now. Oh, brilliant, we can change it. We can... Oh, we're going to delay the movie by six months while we update the CGI. And then they release the next trailer with the new look Sonic, and it's like, fantastic um I, I like the easter eggs in the first one i like the music in the first one there's like piano yeah. piano versions of the, of the mega drive games and stuff like that little things um like the sign saying hilltop and all this stuff it all named after zones yeah and i love the fact that at the end he's beating robotnik by doing a spin dash into his spaceship now if he'd have done it only hit it eight times that would be a perfect easter egg yeah, <laughs> but no, the first one was great. Jim Carrey was great. Yeah, Jim Carrey was absolutely brilliant. And that end bit where he looks like Robotnik does in the games on the Mushroom Planet, I on the Mushroom the Planet, fantastic. And it set up the sequel perfectly with Tails popping through. I no, just I also love the fact that they actually stuck with the name Robotnik, the original name, yes. because yes. I hated the fact they they changed it to Doctor Eggman like further down the line, and it just was like, and then no, it was just wrong. It was always Robotnik, and then whenever I said Robotnik to people, they were like, "Who?" And I was just like, "Doctor Robotnik, the the bad guy." You mean Eggman? It's like no. <laughs> yeah, I like how in the movie they had his little drones be egg shaped, yes. so Sonic called him Eggman. So that's like, okay, you've got that in there, but keep it as Robotnik. Um, the sequel, bringing Knuckles in, bringing Tails in, brilliant. I think it's going to have more to do with Sonic's backstory, how he got the super speed. So yeah. it's going to have probably the Chaos Emeralds in there somewhere. We might get to see Super Sonic. I'm hoping they don't bring Amy in as a character. I don't think Sonic I needs a love it. I don't, I don't think so. I think the... I think they were going to see how this one goes with having Knuckles and Tails, Tails in. 
and then if this one is a smash, which I reckon it will be, because I'm, it's, it, it, it's I mean, my boys already want to see it. They've yeah. been pestering me since they saw the first one. Well, is there another one? When's, when's the next one coming? Yeah. I don't know when it's coming out yet because they haven't even told us. No. Um, and yeah, so I think, um, depending on how it will fare and how much money it will generate, will depend on how many of the characters that they then continue, if at all. Um, but I mean, the main ones that I think that they should bring in at some point is obviously Shadow and Silver. Yeah. But I don't, But Amy and and the crew, I'm I'm not so certain that they should be in it. No, I think I think we we might get Metal Sonic in this next one as a villain. Possibly, um, yeah. But we, thinking from what I've read and stuff like that, it it looks like Knuckles is it's like the game. Knuckles is tricked by Robotnik for helping him, and then learns the error of his ways. So yeah, obviously, like I'm really excited about Sonic. Uh, two coming out the 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 franchise I really want them to just go stop just just no more it, and I know this is going to really annoy Brian to a degree <laughs> is Indiana Jones no no I agree with you I, because one two and three perfect perfect, perfect. if they'd have left it at one two and three to this day I still have not watched four. There's one, one little bit, one tiny little bit that made me go, ooh, and it's right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was like, it, it's, it, the, the thing I hate in it, Shia LaBeouf. Mm-hmm. I just, no. It, like, if he hadn't, to be fair, right, if he hadn't have gone batshit crazy and got himself banned from Hollywood, just, <gasps> yeah. I think he could have been a good replacement as a young Indiana Jones. The next generation. Going in from the 50s, 60s and 70s. I reckon it could have worked. But now he's just fucked it up for everybody. Because Harrison Ford's like, well, we need to do another one. Because we need to make money. Because I don't get enough for it. It'll be like Star Wars. Yeah, he'll he'll do the last he'll do this next Indiana Jones one on the condition that they kill him off. Yeah, one movie franchise they need to knock on the head. <laughs> Fast and the Furious. I was, I was oh. waiting for you to say that. I was waiting for you to say that. I I like the first few, and then yeah. after that, when, when cars are going to space, and I, and... I watched number one. <laughs> I watched number two. I didn't watch Tokyo Drift. What was the first one The Rock was in? I don't know. Uh, six, I think. <laughs> right, I've seen that one because to this I day... Six and seven. The, the, the line at the end where um, he walks in and... Who is it? One of the black guys. I can't think of his name. The um, bald, the bald, oh, oh yeah um, the bald guy Tyrese yeah. Yeah, no uh, yeah it's Tyrese Gibson but it's uh, I can't, um, Roman Pierce Roman Pierce when Roman Pierce goes careful everybody hide your baby lotion he's like you better hide that big fat forehead and <laughs> is, is it uh, who is it the, the other black guy literally cause ludicrous it was, yeah. ludicrous because it wasn't a scripted line no. spits his <laughs> it, water yeah, 
everywhere. It was an actual spit thing. And Actu- it was like... <laughs> actually, that is the only thing in that entire film I remember. Pro- proper, genuine sort of spit take. <laughs> but I watched one, I watched two, I refused to watch Tokyo Drift because I was like, what the fuck? And then I refused to watch any more apart from that one that had the rocking so I wanted to see how good his acting was. It was shit. Sorry, Dwayne, but it was shit. Um, but yeah, completely agree. Fast and Furious, knock it on the head. Don't have any spin-offs. Don't have... Don't, stop. It's already got spin-offs. Yeah, on I mean, Netflix. Yeah, I know. Kids, kid stuff. Don't have any more spin-offs. Just knock it on the head. Leave it. One film that recently got announced, as in the cast list got announced, Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Yes, so. they did, there was a big tweet about that, wasn't there, with the actual sort of like um, stupid costumes. <laughs> so, let, let me just go to the IMDb the for cast, this. I've I got a theory how it's going to start. Go on. It's gonna, you're going to hear the, it's a me, Mario, <coughs> <coughs> goes into his Chris Pratt voice. It, 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 I don't. I don't understand. They're doing a Mario. Mario, one hundred percent CGI. Mario animated movie mm-hmm. done by Illumination. Guys, Despicable Me and the Minions. Yeah. Why not just get the video game cast? Precisely. You'd you'd you wouldn't spend as much money either. Wouldn't spend as much money. I'd be more true to the games. Yeah. This 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 isn't going to be like the the Bob Hoskins. No. Um, the Bob Hoskins one from, from the, the you know the very first ever video game movie. Yeah, that's not a great Mario movie. It's a great cyberpunk dystopian alternative universe movie, but it's a crap Mario movie. Yeah, apart from the little references. So with this, it, it, they could have done this movie and then spun it off into a TV show, Netflix, Amazon, whatever it is, and then they just bring on a cast, and you're thinking, I can't picture Chris Pratt being Mario. I can, I can see Jack Black being Bowser. Like, I, I was going to say, like, out of the whole cast list, the only person who stood out to me, and I was actually, there's two. There's two people on this cast list that when I saw it, I was like, actually, I can see that working. And that's Jack Black as Bowser and Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah. Uh, those, those two, I think, are going to make the movie voice wise. Well, Seth Rogen is a brilliant Howard the Duck. No, that's not, that's not Seth Holman, is it? That's Seth Green. Yeah. Sorry, my right. wrong. Yeah. I, I got mixed up there. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think Seth Rogen as, Don- as uh, Donkey Kong, Jack Black as Bowser, is just going to be perfect, without a shadow of a doubt. That does lead us in quite nicely, guys, to topic number four, which is random facts and news of what's going on today. So, any random facts or news, guys? Well... How broken does Games Pass have to be when they announce a game to come out today? And as far as I knew, up until 8 o'clock tonight, it still wasn't available to download on your console without having to go through a phone app or the xCloud service. Because they announced Avengers, and then today, all day, waiting for it, waiting for it, waiting for it. The problem Hasn't you have, the, 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 the biggest problem, and this is with all games manufacturers and, and, and also TV stuff and whatever, is the fact that it's all released on US time zone. And that is the, so frustrating, like, because like with game releases such as like Destiny 2, my, my, my games I play, Destiny 2, 
but the the um like sort of patch t- times and whatever are like six p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, like my time or our time. Yeah, and obviously that's like basically the UK's gaming day gone. Yeah. by the time that it's actually done, because by the time they've patched it. It's that it, you're into the early hours of the morning because they allow like six or seven hours or whatever yeah. for it. Obviously, it doesn't always take that long, but quite often it does. And and that's I think that's the biggest problem is where it's always on a different time zone. Europe Europe definitely gets the raw deal of releases. Oh yeah, because I've noticed as well with in-game events for games such as Fortnite, Caitlin mm-hmm. will say, "Well, this is the time of the event." Yeah, and nine always, o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, and if it's a weekend, that's not a problem. And um, we have a standing of if it is on a school night, you can stay up for it. You can do the event. But if he has a bad day in school the next day, if he has a cranky day in school the next day, if the next one he doesn't get to do. No, I, I'm just you know sick of, sick of booting up a game that's been advertised as being available. Like you say, I've got to wait for the American time zone, but. The fact that they announced this game as a worldwide release on the same day, because uh, I think countries like Australia, Mexico, and a couple of others have just got the, the xCloud streaming today. Yeah. It's like their day one of that, so that's fantastic. But when you've got people who are technically already on the 1st of October, that's that's not a di- that's not a, it's not being released on the right day, is it? No. Yeah. And it, to them, it's like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. No one wants to leave the console on all, overnight. No. That's just going to problems not t- eldest is 12 mm-hmm. um and he's known nothing of sort of having to wait he's uh, apart from the, the maybe download Fortnite or whatever or destiny 2 which is 70 gig it's just like back in the day if we were wanted to download a gig we were waiting like months <laughs> <laughs> a gig i i i shit you not the first internet connection my parents got I was lucky if I was able to email somebody. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm talking not kilobytes. I'm talking. I'm sure the connection was bytes. bytes. Yeah, I never. We never had the internet at my parents' house. If, um, you, if you picked up the phone, oh, oh. By, by, by internet. <laughs> Do you remember when we we lived in Castlefield, uh, Chris? And I the only way that. we could get online was by lift taking the phone off the hook. Because the so, phone, the, the lines were that old, it couldn't deal with the the phone had line had to be open to get a connection, and you were um, ringing Sky, and they were saying it was BT, and BT was saying it was Sky. <laughs> I, 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 I'm go, I'm going to go through this story very very quickly before we wrap up this evening. So so just just before you do that, that, that what you've just explained there sort yeah. of reminds me of the, the the first Matrix movie where they where they have to put the handset on the, on the thing and then do the dial tone. <laughs> <laughs> So we, we were living in a, uh, a friend's house, and um, the connect his internet was crap, basically. And we were like, "Oh, let's, let's go with Sky. We can't get Virgin. Let's, let's go with Sky." So we went with Sky, and it was fine for like the first couple of days. And then we we were playing World of Warcraft. So there was three PCs in the house, all connected to the same modem. Ouch! And we were playing World of Warcraft, and um like one day we just we went to go online and it just wouldn't work so i picked up the phone to ring sky and I, i'm sure it was you brian went 
whatever you did, don't move. And I went, why? And he went, we've got a connection. I went, all I did was pick up the phone. And he went, right, just put it on the side. So I put just, it, and it was a, it was a handset. It's not like a yeah. cordless one. It was a proper connected to a cable. Yeah, yeah. A handset. So I take it and I put it on top of the fridge and I fucking leave it. About f- three minutes later, connection goes again. Dial tone's gone. Like, you, you know, when you go past the dial yeah. tone and you just, it's just gone. <laughs> yeah. Connection, gone. So yeah. I'm like, get up, press the button, let go, connection comes back. We're like, why the fuck is going <laughs> what on? What I always remember is when you got through to Sky, they were like doing tests on the line. Like, it's all fine. And you were like, of course it's fine because I'm on the phone. I've, I've got the handset off the, the hook. It, yeah. It, it, that's why it's fine. But when we hang up, it's not <sighs> trying to explain it. And this woman just couldn't she could, get she, it. No, she, she physically couldn't in her head Comprehend. understand that if I take the phone off the hook and like... To be fair, back in them days, the connection, the speed wasn't bad. Like, I think we had, what, 10 meg? 5, 10 yeah. meg broadband? At the time. about 5. Yeah, like 5 meg broadband for three guys playing WoW and one of those three who isn't here and we won't discuss it, downloading something else. <laughs> um, like, it was a good connection. The problem was, I can only do it when the phone's off the fucking hook. I'm not going to sit there all fucking day pressing and I'm pressing the fucking button. Sort my fucking phone line now. It's not our problem, sir. It's BT. Ring up BT. It's not our problem. It's Sky's. One of you motherfuckers are going to come out and fix my phone line. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys, for joining us this evening. I've been Chris. He has been Brian. The disembodied voiceover here has been Pete. We have very much enjoyed making this video for you guys. We will see you all next time. Have a great evening. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.